0: This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Pastor Corey is preaching today, and we hope you enjoy. That's full of love. We don't even gotta know your name. We love you already. Amen. Amen. Let us go to the word of God. I got two scriptures, two books of the Bible that we want to read from because they're connected. Firstly, could we go to first Samuel chapter 19? We're going to read four verses, verses 8 through 12, and then we're going to go to the book of Psalm 57. So, first, first Samuel chapter 19, verse 8, and then we'll go to Psalm chapter 57, verse 1. First Samuel, chapter 19, verse 8, and then Psalm chapter 57, verse 1. Amen. I'm done. It's so good to see you. Amen. Amen. If you do not have it in the Bible or um, a a physical Bible or the scripture on on your phone, you can look at the screen and read along with me. First Samuel chapter 19 verse 8. And it reads, once more war broke out and David went out and fought the Philistines. He struck them with such force that they fled before him. But an evil spirit. The Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand. And while David was playing the lyre, Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear. But David eluded him as Saul drove the spear into the wall. That night, David made good, good his escape. Saul sent men to David's house to watch it and to kill him in the morning but Michael David's wife warned him if you don't run for your life tonight tomorrow you will be killed so Michael let David down through a window and he fled and escaped Psalm chapter 57 and it reads have mercy on me my God Have mercy on me, for in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. Somebody say, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Yeah, this too shall pass. Come on, say, this too shall pass. I cry out to God most high, to God who vindicates me. He sends me from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends forth his love and his faithfulness. I'm in the midst of lions, I'm forced to dwell among ravenous beasts, men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp words. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, let your glory be of all the earth. They spread a net for my feet, I was bowed down in distress, they dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart, oh God, is steadfast. My, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and I will make music. Awake my soul. Awake my heart, my lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O oh Lord, among the nation. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love reaching the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O oh God above the heavens, and let your glory be over all the earth. It's my assignment this morning to preach and teach from a subject titled this morning, Hide and Seek. Hide and Seek. Come on and bless God as you take your seats. Hide and Seek. Family, this morning we are beginning a new series entitled Seekers. That if this is your first time, or if you're a repeat visitor, I often teach in series where God gives me a a thought, a subject title, and over the course of several weeks, we unpack that particular thought. As we are currently in 21 days, of seeking the Lord through prayer and devotion, how many of y'all have enjoyed seeking the Lord? Come on, if you're seeking the Lord, how many of you enjoyed it? If you struggled a little bit this week, go ahead and make some noise too. (laughs) Yeah. Struggling is good. As we find ourselves pushing our plate back, turning our attention away from things like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. As we seek to eliminate distractions in our lives, I begin to study this word, seek. And as I studied this word, seek, a common theme I began to see all throughout scripture, and that is this, which is the common theme of all the series that I'm going to teach. And the theme that I discovered is, if you're a note taker, write this down, when we seek God, we see God move and speak in our lives. When we seek God We see God speak and move in our lives. And to further corroborate my claim, God texts me about a character named Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat found himself in an unexpected inconvenience. Three nations that didn't even like each other decided to come together to attack him. But instead of crying, Instead of panicking, instead of worrying, the text declares that Jehoshaphat began to seek the presence of the Lord like never before. And when he sought the presence of the Lord, the battle that Jehoshaphat was going to have to fight, the Lord ended up fighting for him. That when we choose to seek the Lord, God ends up fighting what we would normally have to fight. God ends up moving out the way what we in our own strength would have to move, up way, move out the way. Somebody say, God shows, God shows up. He not only showed up for Jehoshaphat, but he showed up for our character in our text today by the name of David. David is one, he comes from one of the most dysfunctional relationships that you could ever imagine. The man who gave him his wife was his greatest adversary. His father-in-law, Saul, hated his very existence. He loved him while he was killing Goliath, but he hated him when everybody sung his praises afterwards. They sang, Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. Saul begins to envy and have remorse over the fact that this young boy is being described more honored than him. And nevertheless, he gives him a daughter, not the one he promised, but a daughter to marry. And the Bible says, David, he went back out to war against the Philistines. And after he defeated the Philistines, after, at the beckoning call of his father-in-law, he wins the battle and comes back into the presence of his father-in-law. And something very interesting happens. An evil spirit comes upon his father-in-law again. Here's what's interesting. The text says the evil spirit came from the Lord. That although God doesn't uh, cause evil... He allows an evil spirit to come upon Saul. And David, the text says in verse number 9, he goes back to doing what he had always done. The text says that while David was playing a liar, a, a harp of sorts, when, while David was in worship, in, in the midst of worship, his father-in-law throws a spear to pin him against the wall. Now, if you study the life of Saul, you will come to learn that he was born out of a tribe that was used for war. He was born with a weapon in his hand. From the very time that he was a baby, he had a spear in his hand. So he was very skilled and he was very proficient with a spear in his hand. Yet the Bible declares, even in close proximity, that when David was worshiping God, that when he tried to kill him, he missed. Mm. Ah, The question then becomes how? And I believe that the answer is in the text. That although David was a man of war, the Bible never talked about how David was quick and agile. But the Bible does does tell us that even, even though he was a man of war, he was also a man of worship. And it's okay to deduce this morning that worship is what probably saved his life. Because worship, hear me this morning, church, has a way of hiding you better than any other natural ability that you could ever have. That life will bring about situations and calls you to have answers no solutions you don't know which way to turn but i want to encourage you that if you could ever learn to open up your mouth and give god what's due to him you may not understand it today but you'll understand it by and by And I just want to do a temperature check in the house this morning. How many of y'all have ever found yourself in a predicament where you know the only reason you made it out was not because you were clever, was not because your friends helped you in the midst of it, but in the midst of your challenge, you did not forsake who you were born to be and who you were born to, and what you were born to do, that worship is what kept you. Do I got any witnesses out there that when you were seeking answers and when you were seeking things and when you were seeking people and when people failed you, when money failed you, when resources failed you, God's presence became sufficient. It stepped right in the room and you found yourself being stronger than you ever been before. Is there anybody here? Somebody shout yes. So David, he goes out of the night to run from Saul, he goes to a place where he should find comfort. And his wife says, fam, you can't stay here. She says, if you stay here for the night, there's a guarantee you won't see tomorrow. I I, I know my daddy, my daddy crazy. Come on, she ain't the only one with crazy family members. Just look straight ahead. Some of you, you're sitting with them right now. Just come on, look at me. Don't look at them. Uh, (laughs) She said, I know my daddy. And before the morning comes, an army is going to be waiting for you. And she let him down out of the window. And in the middle of the night, he escaped in the night. And on the run, he begins to pen a song. That ascribes to God, watch this, not his frustrations, but his gratefulness in the midst of it. Mm. If there's ever a time that you need to understand how bad you need God, it is not a time for you just to give him how bad you think your life is. But when you can begin to say, I don't care how bad it is, your goodness has not changed. I don't care how tired I am of being on the wrong. The fact of the matter is, your goodness has not changed towards me. I may be burdened. I may be frustrated. I don't even know what's going to happen next. But what I do know is that you're still good and your mercy is everlasting. That your truth still endures to all generations. And though I feel the pressure, pressure is not going to stop me from being all that I God has called me to be. If at any point of your life a situation arises, it often comes to make you forget who you were called to be. You, and you'll begin as a result to worship the situation more than the God of the situation. You'll begin to ascribe power to a situation you don't have the say on changing anyway. But when you're surrounded by enemies and still let worship come out, listen, understand God will begin to move on your behalf because you were wired for worship. God says the very reason why I created you in the first place was to worship and to fellowship with me. So the question is whether or not, not if you will worship, the question is who you'll worship and some of us, we have a predicament, we have the challenging and we have the tendency to worship the problems more than the problem solver. We have the tendency to talk and complain about everything that's going wrong instead of praising to God about what's going right. God says, I'm looking for a generation of believers that just won't come and pour their hearts out with their frustration. I'm looking for some believers that can stand in the midst of their trouble and still declare, God, you are good, yeah. Yeah, I knew I wasn't y'all gonna feel me like right there. See, some of us we have so used to complaining and sharing our cares on Facebook, but if you ever learn to put your face in the book, God says, I'll learn, I'll make a way out of no way. I'll give you answers friends cannot give you, I'll give you solutions that people cannot give you. I'll make a way out of no way. Somebody shout, Yes, oh God, I feel you in this place. Uh, Because, uh, here it is, David says, have mercy on me. For in you, i take my refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. During the 21 days, I've decided to give up something that's very near and dear to me. What is it, Pastor Corey? I, I hear you. That PS4. Y'all, every day, it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I'm all my I'm a gamers, just 2K, Call of Duty. Yeah, I just, it's my getaway. And so, as I begin to think about that thing, I begin to think about that thing some more. Begin to think about the thing some more. I said, you know what? I, I ain't got Call of Duty. But back in the day, before there was ever an Xbox, before there was ever a PS4, before there were ever apps and, and games on the phone, there was this game called Hide and Seek. <laughs> and I began to play hide-and-seek with my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hide-and-seek. We all, how many of y'all been playing hide-and-seek? Okay, all the kids in the back, they don't know what that is. We got to <laughs> reintroduce them, reorientate them to what gaming is actually, before we, we had to go just, we had to make up games. There was a time we had to go outside and play, and we couldn't come back in until a certain time, like, get outside, and don't you come back in In and out, because you're letting all my cool air out. Okay, (laughs) y'all. Okay, y'all. Y'all was raised by the same. (laughs) Wasn't no bottled water. We had hydrant water. (laughs) That's why immune system's strong now, because ain't no telling what's in (laughs) it. Ain't no telling what we've been drinking. Hide and seek, the responsibility of hide and seek is placed on the one who has to go find the one who's hiding. And CJ, although I'm a stealth, proficient hider, CJ ain't that very good, y'all. I'll count to ten, and CJ behind a door with his feet out, <laughs> sniggling. <laughs> Sometimes he would hide with his so She'd be like, Be quiet, just now he's gonna find us. <laughs> I would find him quickly, and then when it was my turn, CJ. Well, come looking for me. Daddy! Daddy! Where you at? Daddy! And then I heard a little trembling in his voice because <laughs> he started to get scared. Daddy! 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 CJ! And he started to move. He started to move because I was hiding. He started to move towards the voice because my presence wasn't readily available. He started to move to where I was because he was listening to the voice. And I don't know who I'm talking to. Some of you, you need to move towards the voice. You ain't got time to be stressing. You ain't got time to be where everybody else is. You ain't got time to be trying to keep up with everybody else. I'm trying to go wherever God's voice is for my life. And here it is. I enjoyed the game so much. said, forget Call of Duty. CJ, we're going to run this back. So I hit again. CJ, he made a critical mistake. I believe many of us make when we play hide and seek with God. CJ... He began looking for me, and what he failed to realize that I was not hiding in the same place that I was when he found me. <laughs> because if I become too common, it takes the fun out of our relationship. If, if you can find me whenever you want, then you'll be more uh, geared towards the system and not the source. And the truth of the matter is, and a challenge for all of us is this particular truth. God is not always hidden in the last place you saw him. So sometimes he will hide himself and he'll reframe you where you need to find him based on the predicament he's placed in your life and the challenges that some of us have learned how to religiously go after God. And that's why some of you, you only get a religious response every single time. But when you find a place of desperation, When desperation comes in, you say, I don't care who's around. I don't care what they think about me. I don't care what my history says. I don't care what my bank account says. I got to find God so bad because I cannot exist in this space without him. I don't know who I'm talking to, but how many of you, you walk in here saying today life isn't as bad as it could be, but I'm in a space where I need some answers. Come on, talk to me. Like you've never got them before her. Everything may not be awful, but before her, I can walk into my next. I need some answers more than ever before her because I don't want to make the mistake of doing it the way I've always done it and jacking up my future out of what I call familiarity, but what's not desperation that I don't want my commonplace to make me miss an uncommon God somebody shout a yes God David says God like never before he's in a space where he needs answers David says something very valuable and I'm only going to get to the first verse you got to hear the rest of it next week somebody say I'll see you next week Yeah, David knows that Saul has sent soldiers out to destroy him, yet in the knowledge of what's about to come upon him something supernatural is still greater than what he's experiencing it is his ability, hear me family to worship beyond what he knows ah God the truth Uh, The matter is, if your head knowledge stops you from worshiping a supernatural God, you'll never experience the fullness of God. And many people have not learned to worship beyond their place of your experience. Tell somebody there's a place beyond this. There's a place beyond this. The Bible says, he who dwells in the secret place, of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There is a place beyond your struggle. There is a place beyond what you feel right now, where you can meet with God. And David, he does something very amazing. He turns his worry into worship. And isn't it amazing, family, how we can declare how bad we need God, but our posture never changes? I'll say it one more time. Because some of you, you can't say amen, but you can say ouch. Some of you, you need like you need God like never before. But isn't it amazing how some of us, we can need God like never before, but we never change our posture. And as long as you're standing upright and trying to figure it out, the only thing that you're going to figure out is the same thing you found every single time. But desperation has a way of changing your posture. It has a way of making you humble yourself more than ever before. It has a way of making you make a sound out of your life that you didn't even know existed. It has a way of tears coming down on your face when you, when you have declared that you are the toughest in a room. It has a way of breaking you down, not to kill you, but to give you the necessary solutions that you need for your future. And I would dare to say that some of you, haven't found him, because your seek hasn't been deep enough. Teach Pastor Corey, some of you, you have not found him because your seek has gone soft. There was a point in time when you first got saved that you went out to God like never before, but now that you've become familiar, now that you've walked this thing out, your relationship has not been committed, it's been casual. And ain't nothing worse than being in a relationship that's casual. Ain't nothing worse, oh God, talk Holy Ghost, than being in a relationship where you want them, but they don't want you. Ain't nothing worse than being in a relationship where you're tolerated and not treasured. And some of us have uh, somehow, some way, drifted and meandered into a relationship with God. Where it was first bought with fervency, but now somewhere along the way, you don't have the same fire and same passion that you used to have. But now, God has come for me to tell you, it's time to turn your passion back up. Yeah, 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 I'm talking to somebody. It's time to turn your seat back up. It's time in this 21 days as you push back your plate, as you turn off your social media, as you give God your sacrifice. God says, as you seek me, I will show up. And there is going to be somebody that's in your family or even in this church that has a negative mindset and say, it don't take all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be somebody that look at you and say, that's doing too much. Some will say, it don't take all of that. But here's the truth. Listen, when you leave 3134 Stalker Road, they ain't got to go back home with you. They ain't got to go back into the same situation that you have. But there is something on the inside of me that wants to be where God wants me so bad that I will change my posture and I will change my language and I'll change my habits and everything in me will become upside down so that I might see God in a way that I've never seen him before. If you declare that you want to see God like never before, why don't you open up your mouth? I'm talking to all the seekers. If you know you want to see God move, that you need God to move in your money. You need God to move in your marriage. You need God to move in your singleness. You need God to move at your job. You need God to move in your child. Why don't you for the next 10 seconds open up your mouth and declare, Lord, I need you To move that is not my brother, is not my sister, is not anybody but me standing in the need of seeing you do something in my life. Open up your mouth and say something. David says, have mercy on me. And in you. In my desperation, I shall hide in the shadow of your wings. Come come here, fellas. I want to show you, before I take my seat, I want to show you what worship does. Because some of you, this has been a hard and challenging week, and some of you, you found it hard to press into worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your pastor's been talking to several of you, and you're like, ooh, there's no secular music thing. It's very hard. That's because your flesh wants what what God wants for your life. Your, Your spirit is what desires to fellowship with God. So if you always want to live your life in the flesh, you'll never see the fullness of who God is. And the challenge for some of you is to step outside of your flesh, step outside of your appetite, step outside of what you would desire and want and need. And God says, I want you for a moment to seek me like never before. Let me show you what worship does. The worship moment, as we see with David, uh, Chris, could you go behind the veil? David said, worship because I decided not to complain about Saul trying to kill me. But I decide to worship and praise God in the midst of my challenge. The Bible says that I shall hide in the shadow of your wings. Now, we're going to need a bigger sheet because they can see his feet. <laughs> so that's. Yeah, yeah, we got. Because he ain't hidden yet. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. He. <laughs> Here's what worship does. Worship has a way of protecting you from everything that might influence your next decision, your next move, your next idea. And when you worship, your flesh can't live. When we talk about willpower, the way we get over submitting our wills is worship. Because worship is where our will goes to die. So that my flesh won't jack up what God is trying to do in my future. Here is how he hides you. When you can declare holy, holy, holy. When your situation doesn't look holy. When your situation doesn't look worthy. But you can just still declare worthy, worthy, worthy. And David, he began to worship. And when he worshiped, he became hidden. Hidden. Here is the point I want to make. When you worship, God doesn't remove the enemy. He removes you from the enemies. When David began to worship, his enemies didn't go nowhere. He went somewhere. And when you decide to worship, God says, I'll begin to hide you because worship isn't the absence of problems. Worship is the presence of Jesus. And God says, when you worship me, I'll hide you from things. I'll protect you. I'll 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 provide for you. And I'll bring you answers that you didn't need, that you didn't know you even needed. And so here it is. God is saying, some of you, the reason why you're so frustrated, the reason why you're so stressed, the reason why you're so tired is because you haven't found your hidden place. Ah, but if you can find your hidden place, God says he'll make everything all right. Ah, preach Pastor Corey, you're doing the best you can. What is your hidden place? God told me to tell somebody this morning, you may not be able to afford a vacation you may not be afford be able to afford a getaway but there is a specific place where god would that you can go to that god will hide you and it doesn't stop life from happening to you worship just allow life to work for you ah god that if you can ever just get to this place god says everything around you might still be going crazy but i'll hide you and i'll protect you from it and i just want to know is there anybody here that you need answers that you need God to show up. You need God to move. And I come to tell you that if you can just find your worship place that God is getting ready to hide you. That problems that come looking for you, they can't even find you. That stress when it comes looking for you, it can't even find you. That when anxiety comes looking for you, it can't even find you. When brokenness comes looking for you, it can't even find you. When that dude that's no good for you comes looking for you, that can't even find you. God says it is in worship that I shall hide thee. And God is declaring in this house a mountain of worship. He's declaring your hidden place place place. Be given back. Some of you, you may not have a pay vacation, but you got a closet you can go to to commune with God. Some of you, you may not have a closet, but in your shower, if you can just begin to cry out before the Lord, God says, I'll meet you right there, and I'll give you what you need. God says, in your closet, I'll meet you where you are. God says, even in your car, if you can just begin to worship me. I'll begin to move on your behalf. Will all the seekers make some noise? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. All the seekers, if you need God to move, God sent me here this morning to declare over your life the mountain of worship has entered into your life. God says I declare your hiding place has been found and even when situations rise up you ain't got to cry about it you ain't got to stress about it but if you could just say lord I bless you lord I love you lord I call you holy lord I call you worthy lord I bless your name lord I bless your name is there anybody here that says lord I need all that I need from you somebody shout yes we're standing for the next 30 seconds the mountain of worship has been released over this house the mantle of worship has been released over this house and I declare you have found your hiding place and why don't you for the next 30 seconds for all those who seek all those who need answers you got questions, you got needs why don't you just open up your mouth come on open up your mouth come on and open up your mouth Come in and open up your mouth. Open up your mouth like you need them. Ask about you. mantle of praise and worship. If you'll notice, every other religion, they have to find God. They got to bow five times and pray to the east to find God. But because we are sons and daughters, the Bible says when we praise, he inhabits the praises of his people. So in other words, when we praise, we ain't got to go looking for God. God comes looking for us. Amen. And God sent me here to tell you this morning that the victory is in your mouth that the enemy, he's been trying to shut some of you up. He's been trying to put complaint in your mouth. But God says if you can just fill your mouth with worship he says I'll search you out and I'll begin to seek you out and I'll begin to find you and when the presence of God shows up joy shows up. When the presence of God, the fullness of peace shows up somebody open up their mouth like you know you need God to show up Thank you for listening to Heavenly Gospels Podcast. If you would like to partner with us and give on today you can give via cash app dollar sign heavenly gospel thank you for listening have a great day